That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, March 31st. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Gamescom is still happening, but it might be more digital. Artifacts Overhaul is starting to ramp up, and Serial Vasquez calls in to tell me all about it. The Outer Worlds on Switch, Wasteland 3, and Minecraft Dungeons all have new release dates. And Persona 5 Royal is out today. Gamescom moves forward, but will expand its digital events. Gamescom, the annual video game show that takes place in Germany, has been perhaps the only holdout video game event in the face of COVID-19 that has not announced a cancellation. It published a blog post recently detailing some changes to its plans, but it has not been canceled. The German Games Industry Association said that the event will still take place in at least a digital format between August 25th and 29th, and it will not be postponed. From the blog post, which is linked in the show notes, an evaluation will be made in mid-May as to how Gamescom can also take place on-site in Cologne based on the latest developments of the corona pandemic at that time together with the responsible state authorities. If an on-site event is possible, there will also be more information at that stage with regard to which changes need to be made in order to fully ensure the health of all visitors. This has been arranged with the largest exhibitors, therefore all Gamescom plans are continuing at full speed. At the same time, the organizers ensure that visitors will receive a refund for already paid tickets and exhibitors will be reimbursed in full for payments made to Colne Messe if Gamescom or Devcom cannot take place on location in Cologne by official order. I don't think the Gamescom folks are being unsafe by still planning the show for August. I get the sense that they recognize that it may get canceled and they're prepared for that. But with the show planned for about five months in the future, I think optimistically they're safe to be making some plans and hope that life will be back to a relative normal at that point. If it is and the show is able to happen, I bet it will be a disproportionately huge year for the show. Artifact moves into beta 2.0. Amongst all the recent Half-Life, Alex Hubbub, Valve boss Gabe Newell recently talked about how Valve's card game, Artifact, was preparing to be overhauled, and yesterday Valve released a few details about its plans. To walk us through what this means for the game, I called up Artifact and Dota 2 superfan and friend, Cyril Vasquez, to explain it all. Hey, Cyril Vasquez, thanks for calling me this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk to you about Artifact, because you have actually played Artifact. I really haven't, and it sounds like it's kind of getting overhauled. Do you want to explain to me exactly what is happening? Yeah, so they, they've been mentioning that they want to uh, overhaul Artifact for, um, basically since it came out, um, it wasn't received very well, either commercially, well, it was received well critically, but uh, commercially it seemed like a, a, a failure for them. I mean, they've acknowledged as much. 
Um, but they'd been sort of uh, over the course of the last year doling out updates saying, hey, we're still working on this. We're trying to figure out how to what extent we're going to overhaul it. And it seems at this point they've talked about in a number of interviews and, you know, in this recent blog post that they are basically trying to make some uh, major changes. Uh, they they mention it's weird because they the first change they outline is, hey, we're going to make uh, the the three lanes more viewable. Um, but then they bury the lead a little bit because they mentioned that uh, in the new version of Artifact, the, you won't be paying for cards or packs, which is kind of the thing that that game was uh, contingent on when they were first uh, announcing it and releasing it was that uh, similar to a physical card game, every card would have value and you'd be able to buy and sell individual cards. So if you had a rare card, it would have more value uh, because that's just how market prices end up going. Um, but, you know, because the game was so unpopular, because it had this entry fee, which most card games don't, um, most of those cards ended up going for pretty cheap. And so uh, them not leaning into that anymore is maybe the biggest change here. And so they outlined their roadmap saying they're just testing kind of usability stuff. They're making some gameplay changes, but they mentioned that they will be trickling out invites late sometime soon i imagine they they don't really have a clear outline as to when that will happen um which is funny because that's the line at the in the first paragraph that they mentioned is when it will happen but they don't actually give you a good date yeah it says this week we wanted to talk about the artifact beta 2.0 what it will include and when it will happen and then there's no dates anywhere in the blog post <laughs> right so I, they they do mention that they do have plans to probably like they don't say it outright but it seems like it will be a free-to-play game but that uh isn't entirely sure but they say hey we have we have some ideas for what we'd like to sell but none of them are cards or packs and so they'll they're going to start invites by people who had the original game uh it's important to point out that if you it's only for people who had the game before this date so if you buy the game now you won't get there's a good chance you won't get into the beta, but even if you do have the game, it'll be random selection. So even like, you know, they mentioned that either press or streamers or influencers won't have like special access, it seems like. But yeah, it's it's interesting because the problem with Artifact was mainly how you paid for it, which is you bought this $20 starter pack that gave you a bunch of packs and then you paid for individual packs or you pay for cards. And so I think that was a huge uh, barrier to entry. And I think they are going to do some gameplay changes because for the most part, I think Artifact was probably my favorite card game that I'd played. Oh, wow. But there were there there were issues with it. You know, there were um, a lot of there was this large emphasis on a lot of random stuff happening, which is par for the course for card games but there were things like what care what um what character your your character is going to attack on a given turn though that was to some degree randomized and there were certain card effects that were incredibly powerful that were based on coin flips and things like that that i think led to people being frustrated that a lot of the um some of the game was out of their control so they're they started tailoring that back in some of their initial balance patches, but then they just kind of went quiet and started overhauling the game. So I think I think their goal is maybe to give you a little bit more agency uh, and, of course, make it easier to pick up. They mention. Uh, and of course, the fact that you can't buy cards anymore will mean that you're not, you know, a new player. You buy the starter pack and you're going against someone who has the best cards in the game already because, you know, they've been playing for a little while. All of this stuff sounds really good to me. I think them them putting the game more in line with other card games. Again, 
it's hard to say whether it'll be 100% free to play, but it seems like you won't you at least won't have to pay for cards or packs, which is cool. And so they'll have this this beta that not everyone will be invited to, but then they're planning to go into an open beta, which is basically what they did with Dota 2 is they very slowly rolled out more people into it, which I'm excited to see cuz I really like Artifact. Um I, I it was kind of a bummer to me to see it fall off, but I'm excited to see where they go with it from here. Yeah, I mean the the sort of mechanical details of the game there aren't many of them in the blog post, but Gabe Newell at one point recently said that internally they were calling it Artifact 2. Like, that's how big the overhaul is. Do you get a sense that that's what this could be? Does this feel like a big overhaul? I think that um, if if we're going by the logic that the, um, the biggest failure for them was economic in terms of how you paid for it, I think that it, it will be very different. I can't imagine it, it'll be a completely different game because I think the, the core of the game is probably twofold. It's the three-lane setup where you're basically playing three rounds uh, with the same hand at once, basically, where you were putting cards in one lane and those could affect other lanes and things like that. You were basically fighting on three different battlefields. And the fact that individual hero units were separate from like other units and they had their own attacks that were in your hand if you had that hero uh, in your deck, basically. It, it, it was this interesting setup where where basically one, if you were to choose one hero, you had basically a certain amount of de- your deck already filled up with that character because there were attacks that only you could only play if you had that character in your deck and those were automatically in your hand. And so I think those to me feel like the fundamentals of that game. But aside from that, you know, there were there were items you could purchase and, and you know, um, kind of the way creeps work in a MOBA, uh, they integrated into that game. But I think all of this, all of that stuff seems up for grabs, except for I think the the three lane setup which they mention right they mention lanes in in the blog post and i think the hero units i think are the two core things everything else i think is up for grabs here i i could totally see them because they haven't announced anything specific that they're they're still working out what is and isn't uh important to artifact so uh, i'm i'm excited to see where this goes but i think artifact was already at a good place design wise so i don't necessarily want to see everything changed but i I'm curious to see what they end up uh, transitioning to. Thanks so much, Serial. I, again, I appreciate you calling in and talking to me about uh, Artifact. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Serial Vasquez is a freelance writer and co-host at MinMax with two N's. You should also follow him on Twitter. His handle is at Serial Vasquez. That's S-U-R-I-E-L-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. He makes very funny tweets that I laugh at, and you can also laugh at them. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Outer Worlds for Switch is releasing on June 5th. The Outer Worlds' port to Switch was one of the first games to publicly be affected by the COVID-19 virus. Back in early February, which feels like approximately three years ago now, Private Division, the game's publisher, announced a delay to an ambiguous future date as the studio porting the game, Virtuous, had been forced to temporarily close due to COVID-19 concerns. To help ease the disappointment of the delay, Private Division announced the game would be getting a physical release on a cartridge, which was not initially planned. Today, Nintendo announced a date for the game. The Outer Worlds will be coming to Switch on June 5th. There are a few other details from a blog post announcing the new date. The physical version of the game will be on a cartridge, but it will come with a day one patch that will be up to 6 gigabytes in size. From the blog post, this patch will optimize gameplay, provide additional high-res textures, and include other fixes to provide the employees of Halcyon with the best gameplay experience. Please ensure that you have planned accordingly and have available space necessary for the patch. I played and enjoyed The Outer Worlds when it released last year. It's a good-looking game, but it's not technically mind-blowing or anything like that. I am curious to see how the Switch handles it, though. I'm optimistic, but it is also one of those games that has the potential to run slower and slower the deeper and deeper you get into the game, just based on all the stuff in your inventory and all the hundreds of decisions you have made along the way. So we'll see how the Switch can handle it on June 5th. Wasteland 3 and Minecraft Dungeons have both been delayed. Wasteland 3 from developer Inexile Entertainment has been pushed back to August 28th, and Minecraft Dungeons from Mojang is now coming May 26th. Both games are coming to Xbox Game Pass from publisher Microsoft, which is why I have grouped them into this same segment. Inexile studio head Brian Fargo made the announcement on the game's fig page and contributes the delay primarily to the fact that the entire studio had to shift to a work-from-home environment. Fargo wrote, As with most companies, we moved to a work-from-home environment some weeks ago, and that's, of course, introduced new challenges that many of us throughout the world have been learning to manage. We've been excited to see the Wasteland 3 beta so well-received, but the reality is that with these new logistical challenges, our release was going to be impacted. The delay pushes the game back a few months, but it seems like it is otherwise on track. I played the beta a little bit and had a good time. It's not the kind of game I typically play, but it feels like a little bit of a cross between a decision-focused, narrative-heavy RPG and XCOM, which is a very good combination. Minecraft Dungeons, on the other hand, was supposed to release April 30th, but is now coming May 26th. Here's what released today. The big release today is Persona 5 Royal, which is an upgraded re-release of 2016's Persona 5. I think you could probably make an argument that it is the best turn-based RPG of the last decade. Dragon Quest XI is also probably in that running, but I think outside of those two you would be hard-pressed to present a better turn-based RPG that has released in recent years. Persona 5 Royal takes the original Persona 5 base game and adds a pair of new confidants with Kasumi and Maruki, who bring along with them 
new bonuses, and one of them becomes a full-fledged party member at some point. There's also a new palace and other little tweaks to the larger game. This is all well and good, but you do need to replay the game in its entirety to access the new content, which is kind of a bummer. Also, Persona 5 still isn't on Switch, which is continually disappointing. The Switch is getting Persona 5 Scramble, which is a Dynasty Warriors-style action game that Atlas is teasing serves as a narrative sequel to Persona 5. It's out in Japan. We don't know when it's coming to North America, but I think most people would just be happier to get Persona 5 on Switch. I will continue to hope it comes someday, but it does seem like Sony has some kind of exclusivity deal on that game. The Complex is out today on Steam, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, and it's a live-action interactive sci-fi movie. The description for the story on the game's website reads, After a major bioweapon attack on London, two scientists find themselves in a locked-down laboratory with time and air running out. It has eight different endings, apparently. Also out today is Bubble Bobble for Friends on Switch. It's a $40 multiplayer Bubble Bobble game that includes co-op. The original Bubble Bobble arcade game that released in 1986 is part of the package, which is a nice little bonus. That's it for video game news today. Quick correction here from at Todd Maffin on Twitter, who tweeted at me a very good point. Along with some kind words about the podcast, Todd said, You keep saying a company put out a blog. What you mean is a blog post. A blog isn't a single article. It's the site that stores all the articles. It's like saying someone wrote a newspaper instead of a newspaper article. And yeah, they're totally right. I got into the habit of saying it like that at some point. I don't know why, but hey, I'm fixing it now. You'll probably notice in this episode, I never called it a blog. I always always said a blog post. Also got a nice email from John Kulik that opened with, Your Gaming Ride Home podcast is comforting, like a blue slushy. And then John explains why he finds blue slushies from 7-Eleven so comforting. And I just wanted to say, thank you so much for that email, John. I'm, I'm glad this podcast can offer some comfort. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs. I'm on Twitter at Kyle M. Hilliard, or you can bug the Gaming Ride Home Twitter account at Gaming Ride Home. Or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check me out on my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. Still playing Black Mesa. Still having a great time with that. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.